Spring is in full swing and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33 beach thanks to the boardwalk plaza for being the bridge podcast network sponsor if you've ever wondered why do christians worship you found the right podcast i'm mark dickey and i'm bert miller and this is the why do christians podcast Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Mark Dickey. I host the afternoon show on a Christian radio station called The Bridge. My co-host is Bert Miller. He's the lead pastor of Solid Ground Church in Lewis, Delaware. Bert, how are you today? Mark Roxanne (laughs) Dickey, I'm doing great. You know, I get the reference, but I don't know the song well enough to make any further references if it helps you can just use that one word you'd probably get about 90 yeah you get like 90 percent of it (laughs) right there it is (laughs) Roxanne. yeah yeah do do we have copyrights that we can we can do that on here right now we would only need copyrights if you did such a good job singing it that it (laughs) sounded like the real thing and the ai programs would flag this as using yeah well i'm flattered because i'm going to assume that happened just now yeah, it probably did. Yeah, it probably did. I don't hear any difference. <laughs> the AI program was that sting. <laughs> <laughs> well, on this show, we on this podcast, we like to ask questions, whether they're deep questions, simple questions. People have a lot of questions about everything. And we thought, uh, well, we know uh, just a little bit about the Christian faith, whereas mm-hmm. I, I work at a Christian radio station. Bert, you've been a pastor for uh, well over a decade. Mm-hmm. And we just want to answer a simple question today. And it might sound simple, but it could also go a thousand different directions. This yeah. is like this is like the Atlanta of airports, like of questions. Like, Ooh, <laughs> like, I see it. like everything branches out uh-huh. of yeah. And so <laughs> I mean, can we make it so every question we do is a different airport? And then you hear Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this one's this one's the St. Louis airport. It's very pointed and it's a specific audience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so worship, I feel like we need to pick a direction to begin with. So like, yeah. why do Christians worship? Uh, I want to say the Christianese first, like number one answer okay. is the way we use the word worship in most churches is we're talking about the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not even the actual act of worship, but music. Yes. And that's just always been funny to me. Yeah, you're right. Because biblically, biblically speaking, that's not necessarily how they always use the term, right? Probably yeah. The most, most famous verse, or one of the most famous verses uh, in the Bible on worship is definitely not talking about music. Like, I'm thinking of Romans 12, 1, where Paul says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And then he says, this is your true and proper worship. Mm. And he's talking in that point about life, life surrender and sacrifice, right? Giving up things and giving up life and giving up uh, all kinds of stuff for the Lord, like denying yourself for Jesus. And he goes, that's worship. And we don't think of it like that at all, do we? Mm. Yeah. And <laughs> I just got this image of, you know, a guy on stage at a church and he's like, all right, let's worship the Lord together. <laughs> and then the band just stops playing. Yeah. It's like, 
Go ahead. Go ahead. You don't need music to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Make some phone calls. Get get some stuff together that you got to do. We'll wait. We'll Ma- wait. Maybe just like get on your knees. Yeah. Not because you have to get on your knees, but set yourself up. Uh, sure. I, I've been using the word posture way too much these days. But get yourself in a good posture between you and the Lord. And maybe those hands are going up because you want to offer him something figuratively, metaphorically. Yeah, sure. What a tangent. No. Well, no, that's okay. <laughs> but 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 you know what, man? You, like, you just touched on something really big that I think is so, so important. No matter what our theology of worship, um, and there are all kinds of things that worship can be. There are all kinds of things that we're doing when we sing. But beyond that, this is really important to realize is that worship is not just singing songs. Yeah. That's a, such a big deal, okay? And like years ago, I remember there's a guy that came to my church. He was brand new uh, at this whole faith thing. And we had, I don't know, we were doing like three or four songs every Sunday. Uh, and he came up to me and he just in and, and like full uh, just humility at the same time. He's the guy who didn't pull his punches. And he just went, hey, man, can I ask you a question? And I said, yeah. He goes, why do you guys sing like a million songs before you talk? <laughs> and... <laughs> And he was asking that because he had no like framework for it other than, man, this is weird that they do this, you know, mm. which, which kind of does beg the question, okay, well, why, why do we do it, which is what we're talking about today. Yeah, I've always thought that it was the singing part of church. Not, not mm. only is it historical, like it's, you know, if you look through scripture, there's examples of the worship service and there's singing that's a part of it. Yeah. Uh, I get that part. I've always imagined that it was the most universal form of worship that we could all do together yeah. in one place well that's true right because who i don't know who said this it, uh, if, if anyone said it, or it's just something that we've come to accept and that that's the music is the universal language oh yeah 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 right it's true yeah yeah that's cool yeah well so i've actually in prepping for our our time together today in looking at this idea of worship i think biblically speaking we can see a number of things happening when we choose and let's just for for the sake of getting on the same page, let's just talk about, okay, listen, yes, we believe that worship is more than singing songs. Yes and amen. At its root, it's about uh, offering up uh, sacrifice to God, whether that be through praise, whether that be through surrendering things, what have you. But for our purposes, let, let's just talk about it within the framework of singing songs. I think that might just be a little bit <laughs> easier. Okay. Yeah. Um, so as we're looking at this through the Bible, there are a number of things that happen when people sing. First one is this, um, that worship draws us into the presence of God. So uh, Psalm 22, verse 3 famously says, yet you are holy enthroned on the praises of Israel. In other words, um, when another way that that's translated is uh, God inhabits the praises of his people. He's sitting on the praises. That's the idea of him being enthroned on them. So, huh. Right? So like when we are singing praise to God, we're inviting his presence among us. And yes, God is everywhere for sure. And yet the Bible also talks about times when people are in the presence of God, even though God is omnipresent. The idea of like they're aware that they stand before God. And so this is a thing that worship does. It draws us into an awareness of the presence of God. Hmm. Another thing that it does is, uh, and this is a big one for me, um, worship stirs our affections. Um, let me say it like this. So uh, we, well... The way that we're wired um, is that we praise things that we enjoy, right? And so worship is a way that I that my heart for God, you know, I'm going through the week, I can only think about him so much, but when I worship, my, my love of God in a very real and feeling sense is stirred. Um, C.S. Lewis, like years ago, it was interesting, he, he talked about one of his objections to Christian, like before he was a Christian, like back when he was an atheist, um, 
one of his objections to Christianity was that um, he he thought that praise and worship were the most they're just the dumbest things ever because he he, he basically he likened God to you know if you're like what kind of God do you need who's sort of fishing for compliments you know like, <laughs> how, like how insecure is your God that you, you need or you know he needs you to tell him how great he is hmm. and then he said this this is uh, in the thing he wrote called uh, the reflections on the Psalms um, he said that sort of what completely escaped him was that the natural end of enjoyment is praise. Hmm. In other words, like we praise the things that we enjoy, right? Like you have a great meal and what do you do? Oh man, that meal was incredible, hmm. right? You know, you, you go to a, a neat place. Guys, you have to hear about this place that I went to. Like we, we the things that we enjoy, our enjoyment of them is, is consummated in praising it. And this is also true of, of worship where, man, I want to delight myself in God. I want to make it so that, man, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm, my, my heart overflow uh, is expressed. Or maybe I'm feeling cold. Maybe I'm feeling callous. Maybe I'm feeling used to the idea of God. Uh, maybe you know, it's just like I, I've been doing this for so long, and so the the feelings just aren't there uh, all the time. Mm. Okay, a, a way to sort of light that fire or stoke that flame is worship, singing and praise. It stirs our affections. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, another thing that it can do as well is uh, worship can be a prayer. Um, I mean, you, you clearly see this in the Psalms over and over again, right? Where the psalmists are talking about, hey, God, we need you to come through for us. Uh, where are you? That type of thing. And and it's also, um, because what prayer is, is prayer is talking to God, right? But this is important to realize. How many times have you had this moment in, in life, Mark, where maybe you're going through something in life and you go to church and you're going to sing a song about or you're listening to the bridge, and you're going to sing a song about trusting God, like mm-hmm. you know, praise you in the middle of the storm, or, or what have you, right? What is that? That's worship. Okay, I'm, I, I'm God. This is my declaration. I will trust you, and I'm, I'm reminding myself of your faithfulness. It's something you see in the Psalms over and over again, like when the psalmists um, are going through a really trying time. It's a weird thing that they do to us, where they keep referencing um, the Exodus and God delivering the Israelites from Egypt. Like you find this over and over again, like He split the seas, or you know He. He judged the gods of Egypt. And you're like, why do they keep bringing that up? Well, they're bringing it up because they're reminding themselves of God's history of faithfulness. Hey, he is someone who can be trusted. And so uh, in song, we can do that. We, we can cry out to God in, in, and sing uh, through worship because worship can also redirect uh, our trust. But actually, you know, another thing that it does, and this is also, um, I think, really, really important, um, is that worship does battle, hmm. like spiritually speaking. And and this is something to realize. I mean, think about like... um. We could talk about uh, the the priests marching around Jericho and they're and they're blowing horns, right? Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, you know, one of the most famous uh, stories of a musician in the Bible is David, right? And there's a, a part in First Samuel uh, 16 where David's uh, predecessor Saul he's being tormented by an evil spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And it says, um, this is First uh, Samuel 16:23 says, whenever the spirit from God came on Saul, David would take up his lyre and play. Then relief would come to Saul. He would feel better, and the evil spirit would leave him. There is a spiritual warfare component of worship. That's like the original devil went down to Georgia. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Are you familiar with? I'm, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, <laughs> I've just I've just never thought of like devil went down to Jerusalem looking for, for a Saul to torment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I you know to be honest, I've I don't want it to happen. But I also like would love to combat the enemy in song. Well, 
I just think like just just standing on God's promises and just like singing his praise, like the idea that I would be faced. I know this is totally like fictional and like no, no, but see, it's (laughs) not. It's not. That's the thing. Like, like, like you you say that I I would like to, but the reality is, when you worship, you are like you've been doing that for years because you've been a Christian for years. You've been worshiping God for years. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I wish I could just put my imagination to the microphone Mm -hmm. right now. But right. that's it's funny because I'm I'm making a joke, but I'm also but you're right. It's 100 percent what's happening. You're you're creating spiritual warfare when you worship God. Yeah, and that spiritual warfare is winning. Yeah, and I mean to to be clear, we we never want to be people who during worship we're obsessed with Satan. <laughs> no, yeah, that the object of our worship is God, and yet we have to realize that there is a spiritual battle taking place, and that does happen while we worship. Mm, that's cool yeah (laughs) hey mark do you like commercials i do don't we all wouldn't it be great if we had a sponsor for this podcast mark nothing would make me happier well you could sponsor this podcast by contacting us at podcast at wearethebridge.org you could be a hot dog stand A, a cheese grater company you could sell furniture or wi-fi Contact us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. I, I think that's it. I think we got it. I'll never forget, I was a new Christian at the time, and there was this Christian artist that I liked, uh, Leland. Okay. And this yeah. is in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. He posted a video, uh, and I think YouTube existed when he posted this. And he was just like, let's just worship God together today. Mm. and he started singing that he you, you you figured out he he didn't have a plan for anything he just he just picked a couple of chords on his guitar and then for 10 minutes straight just sang about how good god is oh, the cool. words didn't have to rhyme yeah like he just spoke whatever came to his mind about who god is and i don't understand why i was sitting at the top of my stairs but I like I had my phone, I had headphones on or something, and I just remember weeping in the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first times something like that had ever happened to me. Yeah. And I was just sitting on my stairs, you know, the the I could see the dog hair like bunched up in the corners of the staircase. Like those are the the memories I have of this moment. And mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, this is incredible. And I've I've always associated that as kind of part of how I worship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but let's recognize the Holy Spirit in that, right? So um, Ephesians 5, 18 and 19 talk about this idea of don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And there's always this question around like, what does that mean? Well, in the very next verse, Paul gives an application to it. And listen to what he says. He says, like I said, be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Mm. I would argue that's what Leland was doing there. Okay, like he was singing a song of the Spirit as the Holy Spirit led him. Um, okay, it was this simple song, it's a couple of chords, but it look, look at the way that the Lord just used that and ministered to your heart and how many others, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will. <laughs> I just, I just love it. I love it and I appreciate it. Yeah, and I, I do that to this day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm, I'm just driving in the car and. There's there's nothing playing. It's just me alone with God, and 
you don't have to know how to sing yeah. to do that. Yeah. Obviously, it's beautiful when someone with a great voice who knows how to play guitar and can speak things in rhythm to the guitar that he's playing, but you can still worship God exactly 100%. the way he was with the <laughs> quote-unquote worst voice on the planet oh, or yeah, zero man. musical talent. Yeah, man. Like, let's, Okay, so something that I think is, is good to remember with this, because sometimes we're like, okay, man, oh, I can't sing or I or you know, I don't sing as well as so-and-so or whatever. And I, my pushback on that is always, how well do you think you sound or they sound compared to the angels in heaven? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's, there's not a candle being held, but that's not what he was after. Like, I love Jesus said this thing in John 4, 23, when he's talking with the woman at the well, where he's talking about how there's going to come a time where it's not about uh, the place where you gather to worship, because they were disagreeing about, should it be at this temple in Jerusalem or on this mountain in Samaria? Yeah. And Jesus said the thing in John, in John 4, 23, where he said, Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. Mm. And that's the big thing right there. Is it the people that the Father seeks are those who sing the best? No. Now, I mean, for those of us who maybe like, if we go to your church, we would prefer it if, you're, if you can carry a tune, if, if you're leading worship, so it helps us follow it. Mm-hmm. But that's not that's not what we're talking about right. We're talking about like the heart act. We're talking about the spiritual act between you and God, and that thing has nothing to do with how well you carry the tune and everything to do with worshiping in spirit and in truth, worshiping with with authenticity to God, like um seeking him, pouring out your heart before him. That's what it's all about, man. Like I love um just reminding me like as we're kind of reminiscing of sort of worship highlights from our lives. Yeah. You know, I remember a very, a very big turning point moment for me. Um, was when I went to college and the way that my school worked, I went off to a, a Bible college back in, man, this is weird to say, back in the year 2000. <laughs> so so 23 years ago or however long it's been since, you know, when you're listening to this podcast. And, um, and uh, one of the things they would do at my campus was every Sunday night they would have student-led worship where this was not a thing that the school like mandated, just some students got together and there, there was a lobby in one of the dormitories where they'd pack in like, couple hundred students and there was no organization other than like a few people grabbed guitars and maybe a couple had hand drums and they would just go for as long as we would go for it. And, and it was during that time for the first time in my life, I heard a, a worship song that actually still to this day might be my favorite worship song, even though it's mm. 20 plus years old and it was called the heart of worship by Matt Redman. Okay. That's exactly it. Yeah. I love that one. Me too, man. And like the lyrics they go right to my heart that when the music fades and all is stripped away and I simply come longing just to bring something that's of worth that'll bless your heart, I'll bring you more than a song, mm. right? Like that's, and I, and I love because that, that's, that's exactly it. Like, yeah. Lord, your heart is blessed by me getting to sing to you and, and worship you. Oh. I got to find that song. I got to listen to that song again. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to tune into Mark's radio show and just, Every day for a week is gonna be that song over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> now here's the version with 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 cellos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you're reminding me. When I was in college, mm-hmm. I've been to basically one of those things, but it wasn't a Christian college, and it was just kind of funny. Uh, nobody practiced anything. It was just a guy with a guitar, and we got like a hundred high, high schoolers, hundred college kids mm-hmm. into this dorm room like common space. Yeah. And somebody had a projector and Google was pulled up on the projector (laughs) and they'd say, all right, guys, what songs do you want to sing? And somebody would yell out a song and they'd Google 
wow. chord charts and, and lyrics. And they'd be like, who knows how this goes? You, okay, you're running the show. Wow. And like, I just played Cajon, the, the box drum. Yeah. And I just played the beat, you know, and I, we went for two or three hours. Yeah. And it was finally like, okay, we got to go home, guys. Like, this is, <laughs> we can't keep doing this. But it was incredible. Right. It was an amazing, amazing right? experience. Yeah. And really quick, let me just brag on you for a second, just because you just touched on something. And guys, just if you don't know Mark, Mark is probably one of, if not the best drummer I've ever known. Really, really, like he is. So when we talk about worship, he's an incredible uh, musician. And and to to hear like kind of this heart thing. And well, yeah, it's not just the music though. Here's it's about loving Jesus and experiencing Him. It's just so refreshing, man. Um, but you, you said a thing that actually. <laughs> Like, man, you made me feel really old for a second. We were like, we were in this worship space in college and we were Googling. And in my head, I'm like, we didn't even have Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, we, like, like when we would do spontaneous stuff, first of all, a lot of times there were no words. You either knew it or you didn't. But then the, sometimes when we would have it, they had the old transparencies. Yeah, thing? yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> so you said, I was like, oh man, we're, we have progressed as a species, I guess. Now we have AI doing artwork and all this stuff. Oh. But, but back in the day, you... If it, if it wasn't clear, you wouldn't see the words, you know? Mm. I feel like this episode is, wow, you just said that, and it makes me think of this. <laughs> Why not? It's um, a pocket. Like, we're, we're conversing. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, thanks for the compliment on the drums, but like... And the guitar, and the piano. I'm, I'm just going to keep bragging okay, on it. all right. And, you know, drums were my identity, and that's mm. how I connected with God when I first became a Christian was I loved music. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the moment I could be a part of the music team at church, I was, and, uh, health for health reasons, I had to stop mm-hmm. and it broke my heart. I think I'm coming up on four years actually that I have not played the drums. Yeah. And it was just, you know, I had a personal crisis, <laughs> you know, identity crisis, but also like, I I left the worship team for two or three years mm-hmm. because I I couldn't play my instrument anymore and mm-hmm. and the primary way that I would find worship in music was being a part of the team mm-hmm. and uh, so what do you feel like the Lord has has refined in your heart uh, after that season like like how, how do you, how do you look at it differently now or do you I, do you still feel a loss there do you still feel like a well, I, I obviously mourn it. Anyone who loses anything, you can, you can, you know, you wish you have it back. But I guess on this side of it, the, the thing that I, I realized the most was, and this is the same for my, when I became, when I found out I was diabetic a year ago, uh, type one diabetic, uh, everything on this earth can be taken away from you. Mm-hmm. Everything can go wrong, but God is still God and God can still be worshiped. Mm-hmm. And so you, <laughs> there you go. Tie it back into worship. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, like you just said something that's, that's really, really crucial, I think. But like, you don't have to, you know, you could, you know, we were talking about worship music. Well, what if you're deaf? You can still, you, you're probably not listening to this podcast, but you, you can still worship. Uh, if you don't, if you can't carry a tune, you can still worship. Yeah. God yeah. is still good. And, you know, I'm thankful I was born in a country in a middle class family and I have all these wonderful things, but you could also be born in the poorest neighborhood 
of the planet and God is still good and he is still worthy to be praised. Your circumstances do not dictate his need, not his need to be worshiped, but you can still worship him. Oh, and that reminds me of this other thing. I was listening to a very, very, uh, prolific actor. Okay. Not like number one actor for a number of years, like the most sought after actor. And, uh, he talked a lot about, he, he mentioned the, the mountaintop depression when you reach your mm. goals and there's nothing more that you can aspire to. Yeah. And even that person, like whether you're at the bottom of your life or at the, the, the highest pinnacle of everything, God is still to be praised. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about like uh, Job has this thing where he talks about, this is in uh, Job 2.10 where he says like, uh, if we accept blessings from God, we must accept trouble as well. Right? Or Job even has a thing in later in the book where he says, though he may slay me, yet will I, uh, you can either translate it like place my hope in him or yet will I praise him. Um, hmm. Because in all of it, God is good. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, to kind of boil it all down, there are a lot of ways that you can worship God. Yeah, for sure. Like it's not just music, but it's not just the type of music, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's kind of interesting because you could worship one way your entire life and then you go, you walk to the church across the street and they worship a completely different way. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, man. And it's just funny. They could even have the same, it could even be the same denomination, same, you know, and there are so many different kinds of worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I mean, some of that's cultural, some of that's uh style preference, right? Like dude, I remember, uh, so in, in college, uh, I met one of uh, my best friends to this day. Uh, he's a, actually he's a pastor in Milford. His name's Josh DePeach. He's over at uh, Hope Church in Milford. And, um, Josh is, is uh, Haitian, and uh, so he took me to his Haitian uh, Church of God in, in Philadelphia, and uh, he said, hey, like, we're, having, we're having a revival. Do you want to go? I was like, yeah, sure. Um, and up until that moment, like my entire experience with church was it's an hour. Yeah. Okay, like This is like you've got your hour on Sunday, maybe, maybe a little bit extra if something goes over, but that's really it. And so we rolled up, like, we're like, should, you know, is it... Is it um, what time is it? He goes, oh, well, like, we'll get there at 7. I'm like, okay, but what time does it start? He goes, oh, it'll be, it will have started. Like, we'll be there at 7. And I was like, that's kind of rude. <laughs> okay, so, so we roll up. Nobody thinks anything of us. Like, I, don't, I couldn't tell you what time they started. And they're just going, they're going, they're going. And uh, they keep going. And I'm like, man, okay. All right, I, I like singing. Let's go. And, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't speak uh, Creole, which a lot of it was, was in. But, that's, but I could enjoy it. And then, uh, but dude, I'm not kidding you. Like, we took it, like Josh and I, he's like, you want to go get something to eat or drink? And I was like, well, church isn't over. He goes, it'll be fine. Like, come with me. So we leave, <laughs> we leave, we go walking. Streets go to like a convenience store, get something and come back. I'm like, we're going to miss the other service. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. And so we go back in. Mark, we left there at one in the morning <laughs> yeah. and it still was going on, right? Because the thing is that different people di- like worship differently and it's not right or wrong. Like the, the heart behind it is the important thing, not the style. Right, like Jesus has a thing he said in, in Matthew five eight, eight nine, where he says these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. The idea is like, is your heart in it? That's the important thing. So sometimes people they get tripped up in style, mm. but the Bible isn't really prescriptive 
of style. Yeah. Like, they're, they, we can't go to the Bible and be like, well, should it only be hymns? Should it only be contemporary? Should it be only, you know, X amount of years lo- uh, old? Like, these are these are conventions that we invent, but they're, but they're definitely not in the scriptures. Like, the way the scripture describes it is, man, like, go at God with your heart. Like, I love Psalm 150, where David says this thing. He says, and just listen to the, like, the list of instruments. And is he saying these have to be there every time, or is he making the point, hey, with whatever you got, praise God? So he says this in Psalm 50, or I'm sorry, 150, starting verse 3. He says, praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with timbrel and dancing. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And that's that's it. Like it's about the act of worship itself, not necessarily the style. And I'm not, I'm not against that. Like all of us have ways and, and means of music that speak to us and minister to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm not saying this. Well, unless if it's like if you have a style of it, you're wrong. No, like God can use stuff, and it maybe this is how He's wired you, and so this is the best way for you to be ministered to. But what becomes wrong is when we become prescriptive and say it's got to be this way. It's got to, like, stylistically, instrumentally, it's got to look this way for God to be in. That's when we get into problems, because the thing behind worship is heart. That's what this is about. Yeah. I Psalm 150, as a drummer, is one of my favorite verses. Is that right? Uh, and I, <laughs> if I ever was part of, like a, like, a touring Christian group, I'd have Psalm 150 on my bass drum. <laughs> uh, just the reference, where and where it says, praise him with resounding cymbals. You know why churches get rid of their drum kits no because of the symbols oh really because people are just like they're too loud they're too loud and yeah they might be too loud but let's go to scripture (laughs) (laughs) you've got that as a gotcha verse according (laughs) according to psalm 150 worship involves loud note to self never remove symbols in mark's presence (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's it's like uh, obviously you know, you got to be a talented musician and a good drummer knows how to play quietly. Sure. Um, but that's, but again, it, it's hard. And then you, I mean, like, look, am I saying that like, if you're a drummer that you should just wail on cymbals and nope. if, yeah, if they have a problem with it, it's their problem. No, nope. like be considerate of your brothers and sisters who you're trying to help engage in worship, like help. You're trying to help them. Like leading worship means you're trying to lead them in the presence of God and lead their heart affections to be stirred towards the Lord. And so if you're causing a distraction with that, that's not good either. Mm. Yeah. But, but the big thing to realize is that, is that style is not the issue. The issue is heart. Yeah. I feel like we should do a part two of this episode, like wait a few months and uh, see if anybody sends any new questions in, because I feel like we've only just scratched the yeah. surface of, you know, even towards the end, just now talking about, worship style and preference Mm -hmm. and uh i mean there's just so much more to talk about this so if we've raised any questions for you on the topic of worship uh please send them in we'd love to to put together you know a follow-up episode or uh or even a whole new episode you can always send your questions to the podcast uh just send them email them to podcast at wearethebridge.org and uh, that email will be in the show notes Uh, as always. And if you enjoy the show, help us get the word out by leaving a rating on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.